Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Talking About the Big Stuff. I'm Michael Cole, um, and, and I know it's been about six or seven weeks since my last episode. Um, been a lot. You know, we had Christmas. I went to Hawaii. I think I had mentioned that in the last episode, and then I've been just swamped with work. So um, we have a, a new year, new plan, and speaking of new and the new plan, uh, to, to get this show, this podcast going steadily and um and and moving along is uh i got a new co-host um he's been promoted from guest uh my friend matthew cravat who uh he's been on a couple episodes if you've been listening you're, you're probably somewhat familiar with him uh and and say hi matt matthew hi matt matthew hey michael cole it's good to be here all right so got my new seat Getting, getting all set to my imprint so when i sit here every week it'll like you know feel yeah. like a glove but it's weird to sit on a glove but i'll do it anyway yeah like a butt cheek glove a butt cheek glove yeah i actually feel like there's a market for that but we have not got a sponsor yet so when adam and eve finally decide to sponsor us like they do all of our favorite podcasts gloria check out gloria check out <laughs> we will uh we will we will pitch to them the butt cheek glove yeah, it can have like a little uh, saddle horn kind of insert to make sure you're just centered, just right. Yeah, yeah. I I came up with the, this week's topic. Um, kind okay. Uh, I'm gonna. This, this is gonna be a lot to unpack on this week's topic. But um, I saw Morgan Wallen on the radio a couple days ago, and I do you know who Morgan Wallen is? I don't even know what a radio is. Yeah, because you're 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 Gen Z, so you don't know what a radio is anymore it's uh this thing they used to have in the car um so morgan wallen was on the radio he's a country artist um a few years ago he was i'll quote unquote canceled uh because during a party he during a drunken party he said the n-word i want to say it was not the first time i don't remember all the was he the one who was like didn't get to be on SNL that week because it happened. And then like a couple of weeks later he was on SNL and then something happened right afterwards again. I think, I think you're right. I think that is, uh, there was definitely but like, something I think with one of them was like with partying with a bunch of women and making out with them or something was like the something. second time or yeah. something like, like things back to back happened with him. I think. So, so he, yeah. So I, I don't have a, I don't know enough about his story. I don't have a pro. I, he is the poster boy to me, to me mentally for something that, is not I don't want to put on him, but so I am a I until fairly recently I was a big believer that like cancel culture was not really a thing, and he was the number one explanation for me as to why I was right about that. And now I I I do not think that anymore. I think it's it's not the it tends to not be the thing everyone thinks it is, but it is. But but so let me explain why I say he's the poster boy. He. He was on that poster. Yeah. Well, no, he was he was canceled, and they they you know his music I think was taken off of Spotify, and there was all these like repercussions for a week or two. But then I like a million people that I know were like, "Oh, we're gonna go to his concert that he's having next month," and I'm seeing him on XM radio, and I'm seeing him on the regular radio, and like so there ha- there was no lasting. Or meaningful repercussion, and I don't like. I don't know. I'm a big fan of. I'm a big. I, I'm a big proponent of, you know, 
rehabilitation, especially, you know, let's, let's talk on a more criminal justice sense. I like do think that it's important. So on a non-criminal justice sense, it should absolutely be important. I have that same argument with people. Like um, I'm very politically liberal and yeah. my liberal friends are all about, you know, well, if you've been to prison and you served your time and our prisons are terrible, then they, they don't do a good job of rehabilitating. But when you're rehabilitated, you shouldn't be punished the rest of your life. Yeah. I'm like, well, what if you smack someone on the butt? Oh, punish you for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's odd. Yeah. I th- I think that there's a lot of overblowing with it. And, and it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's like woke or whatever the, bu- whatever buzzword. Yeah, I'm that... not a fan of labels because yeah. like when you say cancel culture, it will mean something different to every person who listens to it. True. And their That's own, true. you know, connotations will pop in their head of their examples one way or the another, another for yeah. what is meant by cancel culture. Yeah. You know, cause some people will say it's no, it's, um, getting the consequences of your actions yeah and in case in a lot of cases yeah that's what it is but then there's also well it's overreacting to things without having all the facts and in some cases yeah it's that and so which which one is it yeah both happen both are true things right i and I, i i agree with you on that i also think there is the there's two different levels to it to me like so you look at um you and I had before the show talked about your friend exam your friend's example and we could talk about that in a minute but um if you look at these these people who were not public figures or not major public figures the consequences a lot of times for them can be really bad like there was I forget the something Ronson he wrote a book called public shaming or something about public shaming and the the big one that he used in the example was the woman who tweeted before going to Africa about, I want to say, like, something insensitive about African people or something. Yeah, and, something about HIV or getting HIV yeah. while she's there. And when she was on the, while she was on the plane, her work, like, before she She lost get her Wi-Fi job by the time up, she got off the lost plane. Lost her job. <laughs> she had been publicly shamed and humiliated. And and, 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 and so there's those people. Then there's, like, there's Morgan Wallen level, which, like I said, I don't know enough about his case to have a real strong opinion. Do I think it's stupid? I also think I'm relatively sure he's like 22, 23, so he's young and Gotta dumb. Make so like, yeah. so yeah, he's dumb. Well, I mean, but like, then you look at Kevin Hart, and I'm going to use Kevin Hart as an example for a second because I really like Kevin Hart, but Kevin Hart and the Oscar shit drives me fucking nuts because Kevin Hart is he up for an Oscar for like Jumanji or something? I'm not no. sure what what what's no. Going on. Kevin Hart was supposed to host the Oscars, then some old tweets of his came out, yeah. and there was a bunch of like public outcry he stepped down so that he wouldn't bring his drama to the oscars and he has not shut the fuck up for seven or eight years about how he was canceled by the oscars like you stepped down you like i think he did the right thing but then by not shutting the fuck up about it for however many years it's been it's like no you're just you just used it as like a as your like you know coupon to talk about dumb shit like i i to me, that's like celebrities and like the other thing is, is when you talk about Morgan Wallen or you talk about um, Kevin Hart or any of these celebrities that pretend like they were canceled, like, and there's, you know, it's a big deal. Like they were canceled and within like the week after they were canceled, absolutely made more money than I've ever made in my entire life. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And, and I think a lot of times when celebrities are canceled, it means I lost my current audience and had to go get a different one. Yeah. You know, like Louis C.K., who was undeniably one of the top comedians, talent-wise, there was. Mm -hmm. And then when it came out that he's a scumbag, 
he just went, oh, I'll make jokes for the right wing now and they'll like me. And so he is as big as he was, but with a different audience. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's absolutely like, and people at a lower level don't have that option. I think that's part of the problem too, is like people who are not, who were not public figures beforehand, they only, you know, I know there's, there's, I don't want to like use him as an example because the first person that popped in my head was Kyle Rittenhouse, but like there are these people who become like darlings of, but they were already there. But I, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, there people people the, make a career over the bad thing they did. Yeah, I did something horrible, and yeah. half the world hates me, but the other half loves me for being horrible. Right, so and I'm that's my career now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bad example because yeah, he mur- killed people. Is different yeah, it's a little, it's a little severe. But no, but, but, but I think actually, well, yeah, I mean, well, technically not. He didn't murder people because he was found not guilty yeah. of murder people. He's got a civil case coming up to see yeah. if he was responsible for their deaths, yeah. which is a different bar of proof. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a great example because it shows that it doesn't matter how serious the crime is. Yeah. It could be taking lives of people. That's undeniable. Took lives of people. Yes. Um, and still some groups will support you and some groups, you know, will say taking people's lives, probably not a good thing. Yeah. It's a weird philosophical st- stance to take, but yeah. You shouldn't take people's lives against their wills. Yeah. Yeah. I want, so one thing I want to get back to is my original thought that it wasn't a real thing. So we have this, you and I have talked about this before with with labels and, and, and the idea that we have a lot of people in this country or probably in society in general who want to pick this like new term and like act like it's a new thing, even though it's not like woke is just. A 90-year-old term. Or whatever the, what was before political, political corrects when I entered the mental, yeah. like, But even, like, the word woke appears in blues songs from 90 years ago about oh. being, a, a, about black people singing to black people about don't trust, you know, the people around you, keep your eyes open, be right. aware that, you know, sundown towns happen where you'll be attacked even if they're smiling at you. Oh, yeah. So, like... It's a hundred years old using it the way it's being used today. Yeah. It's just that white people heard it. Yeah, yeah. So now it's it's an issue. That's true. But so what I was going to say with canceling is canceling is in a lot of the ways that we've used it, started using it is not a new concept. Yeah, the Dixie it's, Chicks it's, got kicked off of all country music radio when George yeah. Bush was president for yeah. saying they were embarrassed that he was a Texan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's funny that you said that because literally that the there I'm not ready to make nice played it was the last song that played as i pulled in the driveway from work today um synchronicity yeah but um they yeah canceling is essentially just boycotting we all we all have our like belief systems that we we use our money for or we use our voice for it is not a new thing and the idea of like you know you and i for for example i'm pretty sure we're on the same page i know we were at one point but i don't eat a chick-fil-a i'm pretty sure you still don't eat a chick-fil-a uh i will not eat free chick-fil-a that someone else paid for even yeah oh okay yeah i'm, I'm, as, I'm, as, I'm as i don't want to be in chick-fil-a as possible yeah 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 I, and and so like that's just like us that's us deciding i don't want to contribute to that yeah, i don't want and my money is... to end up in the pocket of yeah. cafe who's going to use it to take away people's rights yeah i don't want to i mean i know that Half the money I spend is going into a corporation who's backing a horrible politician. But when I know specifically the direct line, that's that, you know, what can you do? Agreed. And, and I think that the big difference between boycotting and canceling is that like you and I are not successful. Chick-fil-A is thriving. Like you can drive by 
at, I, at lunchtime and see a yeah. line around the block. But yeah, I think one of the big differences to me that the reason that cancel culture as a term and canceling as a term exists now is because of social media making it ubiquitous that anyone can state their opinion yeah. and and that and that means that we used to be people saying, "Hey, you know, I'm holding up a sign outside Chick Fil A saying they're unfair." to um, LGBTQ people or not them actually but their owner not the corporate structure but the person yeah. and I'm boycotting them and you should too because it's a good idea too yeah. and now it's you Michael Cole are a horrible person if you don't boycott who I'm boycotting that's the yeah. cancel culture part that gets me it's the people attacking people who don't feel the same way like I, I don't feel as strongly about that person's transgressions as you do yeah so i'm a bad guy now like it's it's second and third degree canceling i guess like yeah i see what you're talking about you know i, I can be guilty of yeah. that <laughs> more with corporations than individuals yeah. more with you know walmart and chick-fil-a yeah. and all those things but and, I, and I think to be politically i mean fair the left does it too like all the oh, hate yeah. that monsanto had was really i think based in um uh, GMOs scare me and I couldn't get people to boycott GMO products so the company that makes a lot of GMO products does some horrible corporate stuff because they're a corporation let's say that company is horrible you know or actually it was the other way around they hated Monsanto because it's a horrible company they couldn't get people to hate Monsanto enough so they said the GMO products are dangerous yeah. you should boycott them because of GMO and that was total garbage GMO is not dangerous and it's not new just some of the yeah. technology is newer but it was a way to hurt Monsanto, and there was the left's version of canceling. I want to cancel Monsanto, so I'm yeah. going to attack GMOs and probably cause people in Africa to starve to death because we can't use GMO crops to help them anymore because we made up a false narrative. Yeah. But just saying. Yeah. S Sarah has this um, Instagrammer that she follows, who I will not mention the, their name because I don't want to give them any. But she, um, she's she's not a right-winger, but she's right-wing. So she like her most of her stuff is lifestyle crap you know yeah. like ah, she's not a political up. person but she's right of center personally yeah. and she and every once in a while there's a post that's right wing and and she, i don't know she's a bit she's i told sarah i'm like she's really attractive but like she's uh she just seems like an asshole to me like i don't i don't i'm not a big fan but we she sarah was watching something on on her instagram feed this was six months to a year ago and and it, it like I think Sarah's gonna be if Sarah listens to this episode she's gonna be mad that I'm bringing up this example because she's tired of hearing about it. Um, but she and I don't remember. I want to say maybe Disney. I forget. But she was like, I don't agree with all the things that they're doing. Uh, I really disagree with you know whatever the whatever the situation was. It was almost certainly something about gay rights. Uh, and she and she didn't agree with it. And then she goes, but I would never cancel anybody. And I'm like, so you're just going to spend your money at a thing you don't believe in? That's ridiculous to me. Like, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying like, I think she was wrong on the, on, on the level of like, it's the wrong target. <laughs> it's a stupid thing to, to yeah. dislike. But like, at the same time, like, what does that say about your belief systems that you're like, I, I don't want to cancel so badly that I'm going to give my money to this thing that I disagree with vehemently. That seems really stupid to me. And that's when I was, that's when I clicked in my head, like, oh, cancellation is just boycotting. And 
and we just have this new name for it. Like we have woke for, for politically correct, and you know, like all the way we keep when yeah. when we can't get the right amount of outrage over something anymore. Well, when partly, I, I would say this is more of a right wing thing than a left wing thing. But when a term no longer sparks the outrage, they come up with the new term, and to me, that's yeah. what cancel culture has been now. Yeah. Well, I think I think cancel. I think that's canceling. I think the culture part. Yeah, it, it makes it a little different. When yeah. and again, labels are a pain in the butt because you have to define what you're talking about because it means different things to each of us. But I think part of the cancel culture to me is so this is going on in I won't use names, but in the podcast diverse in which I yeah. listen to, uh, which some some of the po- same podcasts I we listen am to. I'm fine with listing names on that one because it's it's, 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 fairly it's in the public. news. It's in the news. It's in the, the news. There's articles. Yeah, I would love. For our podcast to get big enough that we get invited into the podcast universe, <laughs> and I would like to be on the record saying that we're on the right side of this. Yeah, but I'm going to say some stuff that will upset some of the fans of the oh, podcast. Okay. Well, so so there's a podcast called Opening Arguments. It's a legal podcast. It's a host who's an everyman and a co-host who is um, a Harvard-educated lawyer, and it turns out that Harvard-educated lawyer. Allegations have been made, some of which he has said are false and some of which he has apologized for saying they're real, that when he's at live events and he drinks too much, he gives people unwanted sexual attention. Um, In some cases, some people have accused it of being physical. Everyone has said that there's a lot of verbal and like, come back to my room and come have an affair with me and that kind of thing. Uh, One allegation that he had an affair with someone and then after it ended harassed them personally so those are allegations i'm not saying any of those are true uh, which ones of those are true though he's admitted some of them are true and it, he has things to work on gotcha. so cancel him great like you know people want him off the podcast they want that that's great and i agree i was a patron of the podcast and i took my money away from it i'm not giving money to someone who does that yeah. that's great um but in the facebook groups around not just that podcast but he's also the lawyer for another group of podcasts and was a part owner of their business people were attacking the host of that podcast the, uh, the the co-host of the other podcast saying they should have known and if any of them had any suspicion they should have i don't know what because he was their legal partner i don't know what he could what they could have done they couldn't just fire him he owns part of the company yeah like but like they're attacking anyone who they attacked the co-host's of a separate podcast who like once or twice collaborated with them like as fundraising. And yeah. so they, it's their fault too. And they were like, what did we do? We met him like twice at the, at events. Yeah. We're not friends with him. We don't have his phone number, like yeah. nothing to do with it. So, uh, and then even someone who helped the victims come forward, there were five victims who came to a um, mutual friend slash podcaster um, and friend of ours, but someone we've met in yes. person. Yeah. Uh, well, I should say his name. It's Aaron because Aaron is in the article. If you Google this, you, you'll find the article. And in the article, basically, Aaron's like, it's terrible that five um, pe- victims had to come to me, the white man, to come forward with their complaints for them because they weren't being listened to until a white man helped them. And I hate that I'm in the middle of this and I have to be the one to do it, but this is the only way to get it done. And now people are attacking him that he didn't get it done faster. You know, it's like... The, the victims yeah. are all like, he's our, he's our, he's helping us so much. And people who are not even a party to it yeah. are so into the culture of cancel everyone who's ever met him. And I'm like, hey, you listen to his podcast. Maybe you should cancel yourself. 
Yeah. Like, like, like we're all responsible. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and I think I, this is not the controversial take that you thought it was. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> but I mean like, but those people will, some of those people, if they hear that, if they were to hear this would rage yeah. that it is to their fault. Like somebody shared a, I'm not going to say doctored screenshot of a conversation, but the last two bubbles of a text message yeah. with taken out of context, you say, aha, look, this person knew everything for five years and didn't do anything where someone else then posted the other five pages of text messaging. And it was clear the person messaging was trying to get them to say something controversial through the whole message until they finally said something they could yeah. screenshot and, you know, and, and twisted it with so many um, conditions and, you know, which weren't in the screenshot to make it, well, what if the case was this, 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 and, and God rained down frogs? Well, yeah, then I guess it wouldn't be his fault. Aha, he said it's not his fault. Yeah. And so the bad actors who who overreact and, and even just react before they have any details. Yeah. Like I'm not, and I'm not defending the person who had the, the sexual transgression ag- accusation because they seem really, really, really credible. And like I say, in his apologies, he's mentioned some of them are. So yeah. I'm all for saying the word canceling him. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Torres, I think he should be canceled. Yeah. Um, it's my personal opinion. Uh, but I think everyone who's saying cancel anyone he's ever met is over the top. And I think yeah. that, if, if that's what you mean by cancel culture, everyone just jumping on the bandwagon and canceling everyone without even knowing the details. Like the woman who uh, we were saying earlier tweeted bad things on her way to Africa and was lost her life by the time she got there, you know, functionally. Yeah. Uh, nobody knew any details about her but one tweet. You know, they dug up stuff yeah, about yeah. her to say who she is. But it's like, how are you judging her entire life on one out of context tweet that was, you know, I think demonstrably a bad joke. And, yeah. and and inappropriate but it wasn't something it wasn't a crime yeah like you can commit crimes and not lose your job yeah yeah i agree with uh, with everything you just said i will also say that i think that based on what you just said we are safe if we ever get famous enough to be on the podcast verse yeah i really want to be i just want to just have a conversation with with those podcasters <laughs> Uh, that are not mentioned in the article, but just because uh, I listen, like I feel like I know them because I've been listening to them for well, one of them I've been listening to since I met you. The other one I've been listening to for eight or nine years, and I just, I just, it's my dream to be just interviewed, get to do like, you know, or get to interview one of them on this show. But so I, that's me dorking out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, I did have something else. I was something yeah, but, so, but for me, that's like the problem with difference in canceling. I'm boycotting you yeah. and cancel culture, flipping out over. You know, I'm canceling anyone who ever went into a Chick Fil A. Yeah, like well, yeah, you know, that's a little well, strong. And I think that individuals versus groups is a is an important thing too because a, I mean, there's plenty of groups that have made bad, like. Uh, I can't remember if it was Burger King that was tweeting something about women's places in the kitchen. Yeah, like which he, was meant to be a joke. Kind well, I of think thing, it was it, it was work. partly a joke, partly like a, we want to promote this, we want to promote women or something, but it was so poorly crafted. Yeah. And it was clearly, you know, like we have to take into account a t- intention, we have to take into account repeat you know like whether you learn or like certain like chick-fil-a is a great example because chick-fil-a has pretended that they were going to fix it so many times Uh and then been like fuck you like we're not doing that 
Whereas I think like like Burger King and their you know do I mean Burger King it's corporation so I'm sure they're not like some great entity. It was someone but, in the social media group. It wasn't yeah, even like it was a huge yeah. campaign. It was a tweet. Right. Yeah. And and I think it wasn't as in t- ill intentioned as as it probably came out. Right. And they've remedied it and they have not in the last year had a repeat of that of any issue that I'm aware of. And I think we need to take into account intention, but also like when you do have a group, you can hold the group responsible for a longer period of time than an individual, because the individuals, a, everything you do and say to some extent is on you. Whereas a group, like we can kind of just, it's a, if you worked for Chick-fil-A for a little while, and quit, I wouldn't be like, you worked for Chick-fil-A, you scumbag. Like One of my best buddies did, and he was almost yeah. part of a class action lawsuit about how they treated their um, people of color owner managers because they were, they. I mean, I don't know, they were suing for being treated unfairly, and he uh, was at one point being wooed to be part of the class action suit, but I think it was before he left the, their employees, yeah. so he didn't want to be part of it. They're Mormons, right, Chick-fil-A? Or oh, am I wrong? Uh, I, they're they're hardcore Maybe. Christians, but I don't think they're Mormon. Okay. I because sorry, you just said that the people of color, and I was really so I've heard I I, I had a friend uh, from work who had an uncle that was a a Mormon pastor, but is black, and he's like seventy. Which means he wasn't a Mormon pastor until 1978 when yeah, they acknowledged yeah. black people. Well, and I want, <laughs> I was just thinking like, I, and, and I also, Sarah and I have been watching that parent test show. I don't know if you've seen the ads mm-hmm. for it. It's like eight or nine different couples that are raising children and they have different parenting styles. There's like traditional, there's helicopter parents, there's free range, there's like, they, and they're like trying, chickens. But they're doing it like a game show, which is yeah. stupid. But one of the couples is, is a Mormon couple, and she's white and he's black, and and I just am fascinated fascinated by the idea of like I get if you go back in any religion, there if you're not a white man and you go back in time in any religion, you're going to be like, oh, I wasn't allowed to be this. Yeah. At but some for point Mormons, time. it's back to my childhood. Right, but I was, I was say, alive. I was say, but for Mormons, <laughs> like and, and the guy, the guy in the show has got to be close to your age. Like he's not like my like my age in not to, you know you said seventy eight that's six years before I was born so like that's not like yeah. some I, wild I turned history. twelve <laughs> yeah but like at the same time and and that friend that other friend and I think that I that's saying, the year I might be off by a year but I think it was seventy yeah right, but even still like yeah. the point being like there's this old Daniel Tosh quote of I think it was Daniel Tosh that said uh, he was talking about he was talking about Scientology I think or maybe it was Mormonism. He said, "Your religion Six doesn't. One. Your religion doesn't count if my grandfather's old enough to to remember before it, or remember. That, like, well, that's Scientology. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Mormonism so, goes back to nineteen. But like, I also feel like if you're if the rule that excluded you, 18, I don't know. if the rule that treated you basically as a non-human being, yeah. Like, I get it. We, there was we've had some very recent history, even in just a governmental. But it to me, it's interesting, and I, I would love to talk to somebody about like how they." square that circle like yeah. well i saw a chris rock quote just today somewhere yes, i know exactly what, what quote you're talking yeah, about yeah i think it was fffrf or something like a charity because it's his birthday i think today's his birthday happy birthday chris and um he's a big fan yeah, big fan, big, of, the big show. fan <laughs> of the show big fan of the pod 
Um, but it was about how he he had said at one point he doesn't understand how black people would be Christians. Christians are the ones who enslaved yeah. black people and then used Christianity to justify it. Like, did you forget to be like, to, to be, be a black, black Christian? Christian you, have you have to have, have a short memory. memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but I've also seen the the flip side is I've seen black Christians talking about oh when white people used the Bible to justify what they were doing they were so wrong they were reading the bible wrong because the bible's about being discriminated against and rising up and you know yeah. surviving it and it's like wow what a great way to con you into not you know having a revolution just tell you when you die you'll be rewarded for being treated bad yeah. you know keep picking cotton yeah. like uh gets me I, i'm with chris on this one well i was gonna i think that the idea of black uh specifically black but like like i said anything that you're in the group that couldn't have been in it, you know, in your lifetime. Those people. I mean, log cabin Republicans today. Yes, <laughs> those people are the ultimate anti cancel cultures be- yeah. people because though they're like, oh no, 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 I get that. Like, I wasn't allowed yeah. to do this like six weeks ago, but I am on board now. And yeah. they're like, I'm not going to cancel Mormonism for thinking black people aren't humans. Like up until my lifetime, I'm gonna participate when i was 15 you realized i was a human it's cool now (laughs) yeah they're the ultimate anti-cancel culturers culturers culturists culturists yeah and since we brought comedians in this way i think one of the things that hits hard for comedians in the cancel culture world is i've heard some comedian talk about this i don't remember who but that it used to be you went to see a comedy show and you had intimate experience and i know from doing comedy perform comedy for decades you, you're feeling out your audience in the first part of the show. You're building a rapport with your audience. Your audience is learning who you are. Yeah. And by the time you do the risque stuff or the rude stuff or the blue stuff or the racist stuff, yeah. you've established this is not me. This is a character. And you guys know I'm joking. And I yeah. know you're not into it. If you were into it, I wouldn't be doing this joke. Yeah. You know, we know who we are. And now when you do that joke, someone videos that last five seconds and yeah. puts it on the internet. And it's out of the context of this was a joke that the audience was enjoying and part of. And, you know, it was fake. And I didn't yeah. do stand up. I did improv where I stopped doing improv. I'll say because of cancel culture, there was uh, a friend of mine lost his comedy career because of a coordinated attack where people wrote Facebook posts where they didn't make accusations but they made it sound like he did sexual horrible things so that the replies were, oh, my God, he raped like he raped that one. Like one thing was a woman said, I went to his office and the next thing I knew we were having sex. And then the five responses, were, oh, my God, he raped you. He raped you. He raped you. But if you read the text messages between them from that day and the next day, she was like coming over to, to your office after the fireworks on July 4th so we can make fireworks of our own. And the next day was like, wow, that happened. That was great. Maybe you can come to my office next time for a nooner. And it's like. Clearly, the next thing I knew we were having sex wasn't a rape comment, but yeah. they purposely wrote it that way five years after their relationship ended so that other people would think it is. Yeah. You know? and, and and like the culture of everyone jump on him and do not believe the accused no matter what they say is a rough culture because people will say like, well, 98% of the time it's true. Well, that means 2% of the time it's not true. Yeah. And you're destroying someone's life, you know, and saying, well, too bad. You know, numbers say it's okay to destroy that person's life. Too bad he can't feed his son anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, it's it was a hard conclusion, and I do tend to side with accusers. Like I just mentally, yeah. I, I, but I, mean, I also I, understand that there are some situations. Like yeah. I, I, do you know who? Um, is it David Portnoy? 
something Portnoy. He's the head of Barstool Sports. Uh, no, I, I don't have bar, bar stools. I don't, I don't uh, buy those. But he, he was accused of rape. And and my immediate reaction to Sarah, because I don't like that guy. My immediate <laughs> reaction to Sarah was, I've never seen somebody who looked as much like a rapist. <laughs> and I thought that before I heard he was accused of rape. And then I would like, I have a friend who loves this guy. And he was like, nah, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. And I'm like, yeah, but you just, you're never going to side with the woman or the accuser. And I'm almost always going to side with the accuser. The more I learned about that case, the more it sounds like, and I don't know enough about it, but the more it sounds like there is a reasonable doubt that he did it. But by also like, A, he really look. He really look. He looks he, like one. He looks like one. The way he talks, He's asking just, for the way he just talk. The way he talks sounds yeah. like a rapist, and like he just has such rapey vibes. Oh, it's like, like when the, all the <laughs> harassment things came about Governor Cuomo in New York. You're like, am I surprised? He looks like the kind of guy who would harass everyone yeah. in his office. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think that the whole believe woman thing is an incredibly important way to behave with with an accuser. I mean, you know, it's like. Take them 100% at their word for how you treat them and how you investigate it and assume that, yeah, they're telling the truth until you see that they're not. But when, yeah. when there's no evidence that, that they are, and there's, that's when you have to stop back and say, well, I don't want to destroy someone's life without evidence. Right. I need to still support you for the pain you're going through and what you feel, yeah. but also not un destroy someone else when maybe they didn't do that. Right. And then when you get five yeah. accusers, you go, okay, you know what? Yeah. The the ten percent chance or the two percent chance that you didn't do it has been multiplied now or divided. Yeah. You probably did it. Right, and it's important when we hear an accusation to not immediately try to slut shame the victim. I think that's part of we have overcorrected a lot because we, you know, not I don't you me me and you and me we mm. we we aren't like that. But like I'm sure you've heard it where. Somebody's accused somebody of rape, and they're like, ah, she she had like three sexual partners, and she's like seventy five. Three sexual partners? That's <laughs> tw that's one every twenty five. That's a lot of sexual partners. Yeah, I'm from, I'm from a Jewish neighborhood in Brooklyn. You're from Massachusetts. That's that's a Massachusetts thing, not a Jew, no, not a Jewish neighborhood thing. But, but you know what I'm talking about. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the whole the movie The Accused with um, Jodie Foster, that whole story where you know she was a party girl in a bar, so. Obviously, she wanted to be gang raped. Yeah, you know, that that's ridiculous. You know, the fact that she was beaten and raped by ten people yeah. couldn't have been true. Right. Yeah. I d yeah. It's also funny because like I feel like whenever funny that's not, a weird thing to reply. Yeah, I was gonna say it's funny because like funny like not funny haha but funny like a, like I'm a clown like I amuse you. Yeah. No, it, it's interesting that we do the. I mean, we're at a point. It's 2023. We're at a point where like. It is 2023. Right? It is. It is. Like, oh, I was, was like, it? oh, it's that late already. I got to go. Um, but we we uh, we are at a point where in where I would think that like some of the things that they use to discredit rape victims or rape accusers are so un what we would like so prudish or so non right controversial unless you they accuse. lived a normal life. Yeah. Yeah. The like. Do you see that? I could see like a quarter inch of tit there. And it's like, yeah, because she's got quadruple D's and like she just can't hide them. Like, there's no way. Like, that, you know. It... Yeah. That, but I mean, but frankly, it doesn't have to be an accuser. Like, I, you see stories of school boards who want to do, well, 
Missouri's um, General Assembly uh, legislator. I'm not sure what they call their legislation. Brand. Sell the cat but, thing. No, no, they oh. have they passed a, a new rule that the the female representatives and senators can't wear short sleeves because yeah. their arm it'd be it's improper to show their arms. I don't know what century it is in Missouri. It's not 2023 there. Right, that's true. I would like to suggest that we sorry Missouri the, listeners. We need to come up with a merchandise for our male fans, so that's like three people. But still, at this uh, hopefully in the archives when the, this, when you're when listening the, back in ten when, years when you're listening back and we have seven or eight fans, male fans, then we need to get some. We need to create a a merch pant that has dick cleavage, like specifically for. So that we can, we need to go in the opposite direction. There's plenty of that with the Satanists trying to say like, oh, you want to have uh, religion in in town in a town square? Well, we're gonna have that. We need to go slutty straight men. We need to like make it a thing, so that they're like, oh, you know what? It's not a big deal if we see like. If we see a little bit of arm. I don't know about you, but I am rocking the butt cleavage more often than not. <laughs> but I mean, even the other night we had a friend over for dinner. Uh, one of my wife's friends came over for dinner. I made paella. It was delightful. But we were sitting on the couch afterwards. My wife kept signaling to me to pull my shirt down because it was riding up over my gut. And she didn't want her friend to see my gut. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, it goes both ways. Can, I just, can I just say, because I don't call it a gut enough, but so... You've heard the term FUPA before? I have not. I don't speak any language but English. Okay. So when I was in college, when I was in high school, FUPA was this big term. It's fatty upper pussy area or fatty upper penis area. I'm not, I'm not sexist. You can have either. Fatty upper privates area. Or fatty upper privates area. When I went You're to, down with F-U-P-A? Yeah, you know me. When I went to college, somebody said something about their FUPA and this girl, this girl goes... I hate that term. I like to call it my gunt. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I hear gut and I just think gunt. And it, it makes me smile. Uh, good. So, yeah. I feel like there's a good amount of shit on this episode we could get canceled for. And that was kind of my hope. Was <laughs> we would we would lead by example. So what else do you want to say about cancel culture? The culture of cancel? So, so I, 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 and I think... That, the thing that gets me is that there's a lot of nuance that, that we have been exploring. And yeah. there are some people who don't explore any nuance and they just jump to one thing or the other. And yeah. it's either the person I like is never guilty or anyone who they ever met is guilty because oh, yeah. they're guilty. There's so many extremes. And, and it, that's it, an important thing to do in across the board. And I and I, I know that like a lot of our of our liberal side of things likes to hates the both sides argument. And it's because it's a false dichotomy, not because it's not both sides. It's because it's not even, there's not just two sides too. So true. That's true too. But, um, but I, I think that like, and I noticed this, I will say, I noticed this at the beginning of the Trump presidency, how much our side. And I'm pretty good about this. I think from what I've talked to you about it, you're pretty, pretty good, but there's a lot of people who absolutely cannot handle nuance and i'm and i and i think it it hurts us it hurts our point when we can't do that and i'll give you the example of so trump took office in january 20th 2017 correct okay january 21st or 22nd 2017 was holocaust remembrance day I'm th- it's in the 20s, yeah. It just passed. I yeah, I'm like it. 90% sure it was not a weekend. It was like one to two days into his presidency. 
And when they released their statement, they didn't say the word Jewish. And a friend of mine on Facebook was absolutely apeshit because it was it was uh, Jewish erasure. And I was like, do you think that that's more plausible than his people are incompetent? And and now, now in, in 2023, I would say there's a lot of anti-Semitism there. And I, and I wouldn't even defended anti-Semitism then, but I was like, there's a good chance. Like, we can't be picking... There's plenty of fights to pick here. Let's not be picking those fights. And I used to see it all the time, and that was the first example. And I was... I was like, you're making me defend Trump. Please don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to look at trends, not yeah. a one-off thing. Right. Yeah. But I mean, like, am I, I don't, Trump did a good thing. What was the one good thing Trump did? Left office. No, he didn't really ever really, he didn't really ever do that. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say he really did that. Um, no, he did the um, uh, crime thing, you know, where he got together about about prison reform or cri- uh, cri- criminal With justice Kim reform. Kardashian. Yeah. yeah. He did, a, and I don't know how much it's helped. It may, it may be only performative i don't know but it was like that was we, we can say that was the one issue that he moved the right direction on whether or not anything real happened i don't know yeah. it takes years for things to show up but that was one thing to do well george w bush did a lot of work to get hiv medicines to africa you know for free oh, I did not you know, know. Yeah. yeah that's one thing that he did well he went to africa and he saw the state of it and he was horrified yeah. by the state of health in africa and he did work towards getting the they may neither one of them may have done anything else right in their entire lives. Yeah. Though I guess George W. also give him credit for um, having a friendship with with um, Bill Clinton. Not as good a friendship as his father had with Bill Clinton, yeah. but a friendship where they appear together to show that the two sides can get along. You don't have to be right. adversarial. Um, you can find friendship, so that that's a good thing too. But like, and he seems to have a really good friendship with Michelle Obama too. <laughs> he gives her candy. It's, um, it's, it's weirdly adorable. Yeah, yeah. So there, so but I mean, so I hate everything else that either one yeah. of them ever did. But I can acknowledge they did one or two things right, three things maybe. Yeah, for, and it's important. Sure. It's really important because during the Obama presidency, and I am not a huge Obama uh, apologist. He, I think he, he was did, a decent centrist. I was going to say he was probably <laughs> the best president of my life, but that doesn't mean much. I didn't live through Jimmy Carter, so like I, you know what I mean. Like I, there isn't a whole lot of competition, but. I also remember seeing seeing stuff where I was like, if Obama says he likes cheese pizza, they're going to boycott cheese pizza. Like, they literally couldn't acknowledge anything. Right. And I don't want our side to be the to do the same in the opposite direction. We need to say, yeah, you're right on that, but, or you're right on that and, and not say... Yeah, no, broken like, clock can be right twice a day. Right. So it, 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 the, prob- the the one challenge I think that the left has with nuance, where nuance works against us, and, and as a skeptic, it works against skeptics, as a scientifically minded person, it works against us, is if we try to be honest and have nuance, that doesn't work well in a war of words against the side that... Doesn't. Doesn't. Agreed. Right. Agreed. You know, when, you know when, when you're just like, well, it takes time, and you have to understand that there's this and there's that, and they're like, it's bad then yeah. it's hard to have a rational it's okay. easier to lock on that, to the, the, that, the bumper sticker. That's absolutely true. That's one that's true. Um but I do find that I've that, actually been able to break down some conversations by, by acknowledging that. But one on one. Yeah, exactly. one-on-one. Not yeah. on group settings, yeah. but one on one. And I think we're ba- the left is trying to learn from the right in that way, but we do it yeah. badly. Like, you know, defund the police, which I think everything in the policies that are described under defund the police, I think are wonderful policies. But that phrase is such an adversarial phrase, which yeah. not that adversarial is necessarily bad, 
but it's it's hard to have the conversation because they come back to the buzzword, right. which is not what they meant. Right. Um, we've gotten off subject, which I'm fine with. I think we did a good amount of talking about the subject, but I did have something I wanted to tell you that I thought would be good for the podcast. Um, and I also, in case my uh, boss is listening, she can hear me acknowledge that I was wrong about something. Uh, or at least not good at something. Uh, so I was in Vegas last week. I had I had some back issues and my boss told me to go see a chiropractor. And and I I am aware that you're on the same page as me, that you actually probably have a good reason and I don't. Um, I was a bad skeptic and I said, I'm not going to go see a chiropractor because that's a bunch of... Sh- uh, I didn't say shit. I said, that's a bunch of con artistry or something. Uh, and she was like, what? And I literally realized that I had zero information that that I actually could pull. To, I said, people die. People die doing it. It's true. It. They, people have had strokes. Right. But I couldn't... Like, but that's not the best argument because that I, can happen in doctor's was, office too. My argument was bad because I have not looked into it for myself. I had not done any research. I had like seen a couple things about like babies dying, which... Honestly, I think, like, she would not have argued to do it to a baby. Like, she's just talking about it for herself. But, like, I realized, like, in the argument, and, and I Googled a couple things, and she was like, why don't you, like, already know this if you're going to be shoot, sh- shooting off at the mm-hmm. mound? And I was just like, yeah, no, you're 100% right that yeah. I am, I should, I was being a bad skeptic. And, yeah, and I'd say if, if your back hurts, certainly chiropractors can help you with pain like that. But so can a physical therapist who does manipulation and massage. So, you yeah. know, who's probably better trained than a chiropractor. My challenge, the challenge with the chiropractor is I had this argument with my dad once because he's like, I went to a chiropractor for years. And I'm like, yeah, for your neck pain. And they do a good job for that, no doubt. But they're kind of, to use the words my hip children would use, they're kind of sus. So we pulled up every chiropractor website in, in, in the area, in the town in which you live, because that's the town that he lives in. And every website... Yeah, listed you know, back problems, readjustments. Like yes, yes, yes. Then cold and flu. Yeah, allergies. And it's like almost like literally everyone we pulled up, and we only pulled up three or four before he conceded the point. Yeah, had things that there's no way that a chiropractor treats. It's yeah. insane. Like a chiropractor doesn't get rid of a virus in your system. It just doesn't do it. I don't care. Yeah. And that's the challenge of finding a chiropractor who is. When some of them are con artists and some right. of them do a good job, that's the hard thing. It's harder to trust than a doctor. You can assume most doctors are competent at their job yeah. on average, yeah. where chiropractic is still a harder assumption. And it, I think, and again, chiropractor, I think it's fine for a backache, though I would rather go to a physical therapist who can long-term help me right. than my friends who have gone to a chiropractor for 20 years. I'm like, you know what? They're not fixing your problem. They're alleviating your pain. Yeah. Uh, and maybe they do fix problems sometimes. I'm not saying they don't. I haven't looked into that fully. Yeah. I just know that. They also often claim things they cannot substantiate. Yeah. I just thought it was funny that I was being a bad skeptic yeah. and and didn't do, didn't yeah. know off the top of my head. And or I just like, no, I'm pretty sure that's bad. And I and I said that. And then this morning on my work way to work, I was listening to a two-week-old episode of one of the podcasts we listened to that I won't mention because we've already mentioned it. And, <laughs> uh, and they were talking about how exactly what you just said with chiropractors claiming that uh, your your fingernails are too long. They're not long enough. You can fix it all with chiropractor. You know, uh, Eddie Izzard, the comedian, um, she uh, has 
routines about I'll crack your back, I'll crack your spine. And it's like, you know, let me hit you with the frying pan and put your broom here and like crack and you hear the crack. So here's a final cancel thought from, from me to go way old school. Okay. And I'm talking before I was born. Okay. So, you know, in the 50s, the in the in the um, McCarthy era of blackballing people, where a lot of um, people were accused of being communists, and some of them were members of the Communist Party, the Socialist Party, as a political thing, because, you know, yeah. First Amendment, you can be, but they were blackballed during from performing, from being in part of Hollywood. When that went away, there's a story where Zero Mostel um, was, I think, directing something, maybe producing it, and casting, and somebody who was on the far right uh, was auditioning. And he was casting him in it. And he said, I'm shocked that you cast me because I was one of the people who tried to blackball you. And, you know, and Zero Mostel's response, I'm not getting the details right, but the, the gist is right, was, yeah, but I'm on the left. We don't blackball. Yeah. And I'm like, I think he would be sad to see what cancel culture has become. Yes, yeah. we blackball now. Yeah, that's true. Especially when it comes to blackface. Um, which I... I'm. This is this is the topic that's going to ruin. This is the thing that's going to ruin. I'm leaving the office right now. Uh, what'd you say? I'm leaving the podcast. I quit the podcast. <laughs> Your first episode as co-host, <laughs> and and I'm bringing you down with me. No. Um. One of the the cancel things. So like, I don't have much of a problem with what happened with all of the racist shit that happened a few years ago with like governors and and trudeau and everybody else getting catching shit for having dressed in blackface i have a problem with a little bit of the way that it was was done because we were using blackface as this catch-all that it really blackface had a very specific meaning and dressing up like michael jackson because you think michael jackson is cool and painting your face black was not blackface based on what blackface was. It's not a minstrel show. It was not a minstrel show. It was, yeah. you were not, and, and I, I can agree that you should not do that. I would not do that. Um, and I can say like, it, let's not do that going forward. I would even say like some of those situations absolutely were fucked up and they should have, they should have some consequence. But there was also like a lot where it was kind of more genuine, stupidity not ignorance so juliana huff dressed up as crazy eyes from did you ever watch um orange is the new black i did not i'm familiar with it i know okay. it existed in the cultural yeah. zeitgeist yeah she dressed up as crazy eyes and crazy eyes was this amazing character and she loved the character and she dressed up as her and painted her skin brown and it was 2012 or 13 or 14 it was far enough in that she absolutely fucking should have known better. But at the same time, that's not the same as putting shoe shine on your face and like making fun of black as a race. Yeah. And I think that I, I have no problem with us agreeing, like I said, like agreeing that we don't do that. We don't do that anymore. We shouldn't have done it in the first place. Uh, and I'm talking about even the like dressing up as a homage to, as opposed to a parody of. But, like, they, we used that term as a catch-all in a way that it shouldn't have been. And this is almost certainly going to get cut out of the podcast because I don't think I'm, orga- I'm arguing it correctly. I'm way too white, and you're way too white for me to be having this argument. But... I'm not white. I'm Jewish. 
Yeah. And I say that because you're when, are you Jewish when the... or are you Jewish? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of Jewish, right? Because I'm not a practicing Jew. I'm not an adherent yeah. of Judaism anymore. Yeah. I'm an Ashkenazi. But when the Klan comes or the Nazis come, yeah, yeah. I'm not white when they show up at my door. To be fair, and that's how kind of I but, judge it. Yeah. <laughs> when the white people show up, I'm not one I of them. That, I don't know that the Klan or the Nazis would like me either. But I think yeah. that Logan probably wins me some points. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah I think a key thing. I agree 100% with the fact that after the time that we that the culture started saying, hey, it's anything you do yeah. in that realm of darkening your skin reminds some people of minstrel shows and blackface. Yeah. And that's why you shouldn't do it because it brings back horrible traumatic history and thought. And that's why you shouldn't do it. Right. Not that you intended to do that. But it is right. the consequences of your action. Right. And, but and but I also see there's a difference where... What did you intend? If your costume was, I'm a person of this nationality, that's my costume. Yeah. That was a racist thing to do, regardless of right. what, you know, what, and, and that's, if and it I'm, was, I'm dressing as Michael Jackson, then it was not intended as racist. It was intended right. as dressing as an individual as your costume. And if I dressed as an alien from a science fiction show, I can wear whatever color flesh that alien has. If I'm yeah. being data, I can be gold. Yeah. Um, and I think in the current world, you, you shouldn't do it. I don't like when we go back 20 or 30, longer than that. Like the people like, yeah. here's a, a governor when he was in high school, he dressed like Michael Jackson. Let's Agreed. You know, go after him for that. It's like, he yeah, he would better know better art. today. Yeah. But then that you'll find hundreds of people who dress like right. that because people didn't get upset at it at the time. Should well, they have? Maybe. Yeah. But they didn't or like it wasn't or it wasn't expressed in the culture. Right. So and it, it comes it down to as intention, intention and cultural understanding. And the cultural understanding was, we'll say vague, to be generous, but you articulated it so much better and probably bailed me out right there. But that, that is what I meant, exactly what you just said. Yeah. But, and I don't think intention matters anymore because, like exactly. you said, now you should know. Now there's cultural awareness. The flip the, side that, you know, the other side of, of not the blackface argument, but the similar argument of cultural appropriation kind of things is my wife left a parenting group, a mom group, because... I don't remember who the celebrity was, but some celebrity wore a sari or a Punjab to a white celebrity to some event. And it's a good chance it was Juliana Huff because she dressed up as a black girl from that show, dressed up as an Indian at one point. And I think she dressed up in like a Native American Indian and then dressed up as an India Indian. Yeah. I think she like that. That's where she, depending her gets a little murky, but like she's a good example. Yeah. But some, but all the, but, but, I mean, but it was like maybe a red carpet thing or something like that. It wasn't like a co Halloween costume. It was, this is the clothes I'm wearing. Yeah. And women in the group were going bananas on her for cultural appropriation. And yeah. my wife, who was born in Ahmedabad, India, was like, she looks gorgeous in that outfit. Yeah. And they're like, you don't understand. And it's like, it was such a, like a white splaining moment to my Indian wife saying that she should be offended because it's appropriate in her culture. And my wife's like, first of all. There are more Indian women than there are American women. We're not a subjugated minority that, you know, in the world. There's like right. a billion Indians. It's not uh, like dressing like an, a Native American whose culture is being destroyed by the white person. Right. They're fine. Right. She goes, it's clothes. At our wedding, she, she and her sister spent hours picking out outfits for my mom to choose from. What my mom could wear Indian clothes to my, to my wedding. Right. Like... White women don't have to tell an Indian woman they just they should be offended if someone wears Indian clothes Agreed. because it's clothes and it's current 
clothes. It's not a costume. It's not like I'm dressing in your folk cultural costume from the 40s. Yeah. It's what you buy in a current Indian store today, and you're allowed to buy it. Yeah. You won't get treated as well as my wife because she's Brahmin, so she gets treated really well. But you can go in the store. Yeah. So I have that a... Was, that was a little uh, joke about caste system, but it's true. Gotcha. <laughs> so I have a friend. Uh, she's a really nice, kind person that I need to preface this with that. And so this story is when Sarah and I first started dating. So we're talking like 12 years ago. She and I, so she's white, this this friend, not Sarah. Sarah's also white. Um, but, but this friend is white, and one of my friends that I've had on the podcast before, Brian, um, he's black. And he and I and this friend, who I will not name her, uh, we were at a party, and we were talking, and I want to say it was Willy Wonka and the Oompa Loompas, and I said something. You were about... talking to Willy Wonka and the Oompa Loompas at a no, party. No, we were talking about Willy Wonka and the Oompa Loompas, and you it's know, a horrible co- colonialism image from Roald Dahl that we don't usually recognize as right. that. And and I we were talking about that, and um, she said to me and my and Brian, who's black, she said she looked at us both straight faced and said. I took a cultural sensitivity class in college, so I'm really in tune with this. And then she white-splained to him. And this was the very... I had not heard of mansplaining or white-splaining. And Sarah was there. I don't know how peripheral she was. She heard it all. And to this day, Sarah and I jokingly will be like, you don't understand. Like, I took a class on being black <laughs> and and it i just I, like i said she's sweet and my and my friend brian is friends with her and loves her and like i don't think he was he probably was like this is so stupid but he was not offended or upset with her he just was you know acknowledging the ridiculousness of the situation and my flip side i was at a party and my friend kelly um Brought a couple of her friends, her girlfriends, to the party, and some three black women. And uh, her, I walked over to them, and they were talking about Kelly's hair. And Kelly just had a hair curled, and her hair looked great. And she's like, "And what I love about it is it's so soft." And I was walking over, and she goes, "Matthew, come here, feel my hair, feel how soft my hair is." And I stopped, and said, "Oh no, you are not going to trick me, a white man, into touching a black woman's hair. No, no, no." <laughs> and, and her friends didn't know me, so they looked like askance at me. And Kelly started cracking up, and she's like, my white friends are so woke, they won't even touch my hair when I tell them to. And then her <laughs> friends laughed, and they go, okay, we're joking around together. Well, a couple topics that I do want to get to with you, and I, and and so listeners, if you're, you know... What, oh, I love that you say listeners, plural. Listener. Uh, Josh, you know who you are. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I don't know that... One of my friends from work listened to a lot, but now that we've been gone six weeks, I, I it could literally be like, it could be like my future Mike when you're editing this episode. <laughs> um, but when uh, I, I, if anybody has any any opinion on these these couple of topic suggestions, let me know because I, I so one topic that I really want to talk about, and I'm not sure how we're going to tackle it yet, but I think it would be interesting. Is uh, is I have aphantasia. I would love to talk about that. Do you know what that is? Um, that is the inability to picture things in your mind vividly yes, or it is. depending on how serious it is but at all to yeah. vividly. That is, a, that's a topic that I think we'll have a lot of fun with. Um, cause 
I feel like I'm uh, visual explaining to you now because it's your issue, not mine. Sarah and I have had found so many interesting things about about me since we learned that that's what's going on in my head. Um, I don't remember what the other topics were. We're gonna. I think that's next week's episode if you're cool with it because that. I think that's a funner topic. Like it's a fun topic that we can like. We don't have to have every episode. Doesn't have to be. Yeah, I'm not an expert in that, so I'll just be making fun of you most of the time. Yeah, well. And we can run things. So that's what I do with Sarah now. Sarah and I will run it because, you know, I read slow as shit. You used to make fun I, of me. They'd make fun of you when yeah. we first got uh, and that, friendly. And when, when, I, when I learned that I had this, Sarah's immediate first response was like, how do you enjoy reading? So, like, that's, it's been this, disco- this like, trail of discovery. I have things I want to say, but I'll save it for the episode. Yes, Why waste for, it now? Save it for the episode. Um, so we will have, an, uh, this episode's going out. Friday morning, and that's going to be the. I think this will be our recording schedule if you're cool with it. And Friday mornings will be our release schedule. That gives yeah. me a couple of days to edit. We may have to do a couple of um, double records unless you want to skip weeks because we both travel for business. So we'll have to try to yeah know, account for yeah. that. I think that will be doable. So I'll be going to France on. I leave on uh, a couple of weeks on what President's Day was that the twentieth? I think Monday the twentieth. I of go to France. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll try to record two next week then. Yeah. Cool. Um, here, why, why don't we... Because, you know, I, got, I do that. I go to Paris. You went to Vegas. I go to Paris. I, I know how it is. Yeah, there was a Paris in Vegas, there so I win. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, okay. <laughs> or I uh, lose. La- last month, I was in the French Alps for a week. Oh, It was nice. Renaz. Yeah. I ate a lot of cheese. Oh, God, I ate a lot of cheese. Yeah. A lot of wine, a lot of cheese. Yeah. And almost died hiking up the side of a mountain. They told us 15 minutes from where you park, you know, we'll give you the ski pole and, you know, a light on your head because we're going up the side of the hill. There's no, you know, there's no... Nothing there for lights. I'm going. It was a 15 minute hike up to the ski lodge. And that's what they tell you, so you'll do it. It was like a 45 minute hike for the people who did it first. For me, it was yeah. like an hour 20 minutes. Damn. I my I if there's been a pandemic, I haven't left my house in three years except the grocery shop. You know, my legs were like lead. I was dying going up that hill. Yeah. Um, yeah. Drank a lot of champagne with cure in it for the sugar content to re- revitalize. Nice. Nice. All right, so let's uh, let's wrap it up. Um, we we need like we. I'm gonna try to work on an intro for us. I'm gonna try to work on an outro for us, and I I think that we should just be like because it's gonna these episodes are gonna drop on Friday, so I'm be like it's uh, February. That's something for you to think about over the weekend. No, I was gonna say it's <laughs> it's February thirteenth. It's Friday. It's you know it's like, Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, in this case. Oh, I'm looking at January. I was like, yeah. "Why? Like, why? why? You're a month behind." Yeah, yeah. But um, I was I was just gonna say we should rip off one specific thing from each of our podcasts uh-huh. that we listen to <laughs> and just make them amount. It's be like, Friday. We are the podcasterverse. I really want to know the podcast. <laughs> I was like, I love that. Um, you know, Skeptocrat ends with catchphrase sign off because you know like in the yeah. beginning they must just had it as a placeholder yeah. and they thought it would be funny never to take it away it's just the placeholder yeah. that, forever that and jumanji sometimes it's jumanji yeah all right so anyway we will talk to you guys next week about aphantasia i can just picture it now i cannot <laughs>